to Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the youth educator and advocate at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Today, we'll be inviting middle school student Rowan on to talk about The Simpsons. This TV show has been running for over 30 years and follows Homer and his family and friends and their life in Springfield. There may be spoilers and sensitive materials discussed. I would like to make listeners aware that in this episode, we do discuss strangulation and abuse of alcohol as reoccurring elements of the show. If you would like to reach out for support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. This show focuses on identifying behaviors and relationships in media that are often considered normal or even in some types of relationships, romantic and passionate, but are actually unhealthy and based in power and control. Today, we will be discussing a variety of different types of relationships, including those between friends, spouses, and parents and children. We use media like movies, TV shows, books, and music as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in relationships, but this is not to pass judgment on the media we're discussing. I would like to now introduce Rowan to talk about the behaviors and relationships in The Simpsons. This show is about looking at some of the unhealthy behaviors that we see in TV shows and in movies and kind of breaking those things down to really talk about how it might impact the people that are watching it uh, while they're growing up and starting their own like friendships and relationships. So how do you think that some of the behaviors you've seen in TV shows and movies kind of impacts how you've been growing up and how you've been able to kind of maintain your relationships or how, how you think about relationships? Well, um, with The Simpsons specifically, I would say I've definitely seen in the show itself, season 13, episode seven, A Brawl in the Family, which is the title of the, se- of the episode. And it was just about like Homer, Marge, just all of the characters and their family just like started fighting, like physically hurting each other. Homer was strangling Bart, which is like a reoccurring kind of thing in the entire show. And so then the whole thing of the um, episode was like they get a social worker in and then the social worker is helping them work through their problems. And you can definitely see just how unhealthy everything is. It makes you think just how they just normalize it so much in the show. You feel like it's uh, the way that they're portraying it. It's like, well, this is just something that happens all the time. It's, It's the theme of the entire show. But in real life, if any of that stuff happened, it, it'd just be so much more devastating and harmful for everyone, really. Right. So looking at the relationships between the different members of the family, I heard you say that there's actually physical violence going on between them. You know, Homer strangling Bart is a pretty consistent thing throughout most of the Simpsons. And it kind of makes it feel a little bit more normal maybe to people who are watching that especially young people I feel like growing up watching a show where someone is routinely being physically harmed by their parent might make it a little bit more difficult if you think that oh well that's happening on the tv show so that's obviously normal and so if it maybe is even happening in their own family it might be more difficult to actually speak up and and ask for help 
which all the other characters, when that happens, they usually don't do anything. It's just like, oh, well, that's happening, whatever. And it just kind of, so if it makes you feel like if you were in that situation where you were a bystander, you just you wouldn't do anything. You just sit there and watch someone be like physically harmed. Or it makes you feel like if you were in that situation where you were the person who was being physically harmed, then no one else is going to do anything. They're just going to watch you and whatever. It might make it even more difficult to try to reach out and get help or to expect someone to step in if it's happening to you or to feel like it's okay to step in if you see it happening to someone else. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing, um, strangulation is super dangerous. It's an incredibly dangerous thing. And I think that whenever it's shown so nonchalantly in movies and TV shows, it makes it seem like it's not as dangerous. It's not as severe. But in reality, strangulation can cause so many life-threatening, severe problems. But when it's shown so normally or it's shown with no follow-up consequences or anything like that on tv shows and movies it might make people think that if that either happened to them they're they're fine because they've seen it so many times in tv shows and movies and nothing happened to that person but you can have these really life-threatening severe complications from being strangled and it might make it feel if you're on the flip side of that, that it's not as dangerous or not as harmful as it actually is if someone else is is actually doing that. Like in this show specifically, it happens so frequently and Bart doesn't seem to have, you know, those effects that you think he would have. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of any other kind of themes in the show that maybe normalize some of those unhealthy behaviors that maybe don't feel completely comfortable and make make it a little bit more difficult for, you know, the people who are watching it to be able to tell whether or not these are things that are actually okay to happen. I would say one thing is just um, above all, like all of the things that the main character, which I would say would be Homer Simpson, all of like the alcohol, the abusive relationships with his family, all of these things at the end of the day, no matter what he does, his family just kind of takes him back in. It's like, you know what? It's fine. You did all this really terrible stuff. We're not even going to talk about it. We're just going to go on and pretend none of it happened and it'll be fine. Yeah. I think this is a, a reoccurring theme in a lot of the episodes for this show. A lot of movies and a lot of TV shows have it where the characters in the movies and TV shows do really awful things to each other. And then barely anything happens, barely any apologies or any kind of reparation has been made and all of the other characters just completely forget that it's happened. Everything goes back to normal. No consequences to actions are actually shown. It's just automatically kind of forgiven and forgotten. So is there anything else that you kind of like to bring up and talk about? I mean, I would say like just the way that altogether, like, in, in the specific episode, going back to the brawl in the family, the season 13, episode seven, that episode. But going back to that, what happened was the entire family, like what made the episode and really made you think about their actions is normally in the show, all the things that they do, all of the negative, impactful 
things that they end up doing throughout the show, it's it's just kind of forgotten. But in this specific episode, as a family, when they're not functioning correctly and they're like just being the Simpsons, they're the social worker, which they're working with, which I mean, this isn't very helpful because it's like very specific, but it, it just puts the um, another person in like a life-threatening situation in the actual show. And so then it just makes the entire it really makes you realize like, holy cow, what they're doing is not only harmful to them, but it's, it's actually putting someone else in danger. And it, it just like kind of makes you think about the, just the entire themes of everything. Okay. So this episode kind of put it in perspective for you. Um, some of the behaviors that are shown pretty regularly throughout the TV show, but bringing in that kind of social worker and that other person into that dynamic would you say kind of pointed out some of the things that might be happening in the show? Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the other dynamics that I've kind of seen a little bit in the Simpsons and some of the episodes we were talking about specifically is this kind of dynamic between Homer and Marge where she doesn't really get listened to or heard. I think there's one specific scene in one of the episodes that we're talking about where she encourages him to go get the car washed after it got a bunch of dust on it. And he's like, no, no, no. It's probably going to rain next week. We don't need to get the car washed. And then the second he sees a friend and his friend comments saying he needs a car wash, he's like, do you think? Yeah, like, let's go get a car wash immediately. So Marge conveying that to him was, oh, that's not important. We don't need to talk about that. I don't need to listen to that. But the second one of his friends says anything, he's he jumps on that and goes and does that task immediately. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what happens is Homer just kind of, he doesn't at all, like, feel what she's saying is relevant. And he doesn't think that it has any meaning to him which is, it's really sad to think about that someone would do something like that where they don't even acknowledge someone else's thought. Yeah, they're not acknowledging their partner's input or taking their partner's input seriously. He turns around and takes one comment that his friend makes very seriously enough to go immediately get his car washed. But whenever Marge, which is his partner, gives him input or gives her opinion, he completely does not pay attention to what she says. And I feel like this is a big theme throughout this show where their dynamic as partners is a little bit strange, where she doesn't seem to get to give a lot of input. He makes a lot of those decisions. He doesn't take her opinions seriously or adds her opinions and what she's saying into the situation in a meaningful way. But he does take other people outside of their relationship's opinion seriously. Yeah. How do you think that might impact whenever a person who's watching this show might have their own relationships, seeing that kind of dynamic being modeled? Yeah, I feel like it just sets an example that like, if you have, if you have like a relationship with like a friend or a partner, or whatever, it's, it doesn't really matter, like the communication of it. It's more about like, you don't think what they're saying is relevant just because they're saying it. It's kind of giving that example where one person's opinion 
no matter what they say, isn't mattering to him. Her opinion doesn't matter to him because it's her opinion. It's not the opinion itself. It's not the actual thought itself, but it's the fact that she's saying it to him versus someone else in his life. He doesn't take it very seriously. If you're just tuning in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and today we have middle school student Rowan on to talk about The Simpsons. So I know you wanted to talk about a few different episodes. You talked about the episode where Ned Flanders gets upset that he thinks, you know, he's not having a lot of fun in life. He doesn't know how to have fun. So he asks Homer to teach him how to have fun. They end up going to Vegas and drinking a lot and then getting married to their second wives, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking specifically about that episode because like, it just sets an example to people. Well, if you even if you have like the most amazing life, you can't have a good time unless you're drinking alcohol and being completely reckless. And it makes you feel like you have to do these things, even if you know, even if you're completely happy, not drinking alcohol and just not being completely re- reckless or anything. It, it still makes you feel like you have to, and it, it puts that out there. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of sets the example that you can't have fun in life unless, you know, you drink a lot of alcohol and do a bunch of reckless things and you aren't taking into consideration how your actions are going to, you know, impact other people. So I know that they go and they're on their way to Las Vegas and Homer kind of forces Ned into initially just gambling, even though that's kind of against his moral code, and then kind of coerces him into starting to drink alcohol, even though that's against his moral code, and he doesn't like doing those different things. And Ned has lived his entire life and seemed pretty happy up until that point, until Homer pointed out, oh, well, you don't know how to have fun because you're not you know, abusing alcohol and acting really recklessly in ways that are harming other people. I just think one thing to say, it was like how Homer kind of pressured and pushed Ned into all of this stuff. And then at the very end, they both suffered the same consequences. They both suffered getting extremely drunk, losing money and having a whole other, like two other wives and just having another, another relationship with other people, which they didn't want to have that relationship they just were completely intoxicated so they couldn't really make proper decisions and so it's interesting that at the end of the day they had all of these things that happened all of them happened because homer or ned was upset that he wasn't having a good time but homer told ned flanders that everything he was doing was basically wrong and so then he should do all these things which basically just messed all of their lives up So he kind of went into Ned's perfectly happy life. You know, Ned is content with how he's living his life. But Homer comes in and points out all of these different things that honestly is fine that Ned 
does. It's It doesn't make his life any less happy that he doesn't do the things that Homer does, but he plants all of these insecurities in Ned and kind of puts Ned down for how he lives his life to the point that Ned thinks that gambling and drinking and doing all these things that he doesn't even enjoy doing is something he has to do so that he feels like he can actually truly live. So not only is it setting the kind of example and the idea up that you have to drink a lot and be very reckless with your money and your relationships with other people and not worry about how you're impacting other people, but it's also making it seem like if you do worry about other people you do worry about your consequences you don't enjoy drinking and you don't enjoy gambling or doing all of these other things then you're not normal and that's not okay yeah i think that was exactly it yeah how do you feel like that kind of impacts you know those people who are watching the shows well i would definitely say it's at least for me because i'm kind of like getting more to I'm going to high school soon so it's, it's gonna be just introducing new, new, more and more people and stuff so I feel like it's definitely influencing that because it just normalizes everything and so then you feel more and more inclined to want to be more like that yeah kind of adds additional pressure even if you're not a person who likes drinking or would like drinking just themselves it still puts that pressure on them to feel like they have to do this to maybe fit in or you know it's been so glorified and normalized in movies and tv shows that you watch while you're growing up that it makes you feel like you have to try to enjoy those things even though you don't is there any examples you can think of in how maybe homer's actions are impacting his relationships with his friends or Ned Flanders or how his actions might impact you know his family members like his wife or his children or anything like that I would say just um like right after they got in trouble for because when they were in Vegas they obviously married second spouses and they had all of these they just gambled and drank a ton and stuff after all that stuff happened and people in Las Vegas, like at the casino and the wives find out like, oh, they're going to, they're going to try to run away. The whole kind of joke is that everyone else is like, oh, you can't do that. That's so mean. And so then they all go and um, start attacking them and chasing Homer and Ned. And then they kick them out of Las Vegas. And then basically right after that, they just walk away into the sunset and this episode ends. And what that's kind of saying is kind of bringing it back to what we said earlier. All of these things that they've, that they've had happen to them and all of these very negative um, choices that they've made at the end of the episode cuts out. None of that stuff happened. The next, next episode, all back to normal. And then they go on for, I believe it's like three seasons before they actually resolve any of that. And they show anything that's happened after that from that or they have um they show any consequences from that i think that's in a lot of different tv shows where there are characters doing really 
not so great things. They're doing kind of harmful things, not worrying about how it's going to impact, you know, the people that they know or the people that they love. Um, and then the episode ends and their lives go back to normal. And when in reality, I think if you went off to Vegas, got super, super drunk, gambled away all your money and married second wives don't really think there wouldn't be any consequences to that but it kind of shows i don't know it kind of normalizes the idea that you can do what you want when you want it you don't really have to think about it you don't have to think about how it's going to impact your wife your children your friends the people around you because it'll just kind of resolve itself you'll be fine I also noticed that while they were walking off into the sunset there at the end of that episode, they were trying to plan a lie to tell their wives to not share any of the ideas or to not share any of the things that had happened while they were in Las Vegas. And they were coming up with this just absolutely absurd lie with all of these different really complicated and unrealistic components to it um just so that they wouldn't have to tell their wives the things that they had done or to um you know own up to anything that they had done yeah yeah um and i think what that's what that's doing is it's making it seem like because right after the episode so if you're watching the episodes in order Right after that, they have the they make up the crazy lie, whatever. Right after that episode, everything's back to normal. So then you naturally just assume, oh, well, what they said worked. And so everything's fine. They lied to their their um their spouses. It's all good. And they just go on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they do all of these really hurtful things that if their wives knew the truth, they'd be hurt. But it makes it seem like, oh, I can come up with just this ridiculous and funny lie and not actually have to deal with, you know, any of the consequences to my actions. I can do hurtful things to the people that I care about and then just lie to them about it and make sure they don't find out what actually happened and I don't have to deal with the hurt that I might have caused them. I feel like it might also make it difficult growing up if someone does something that's hurtful to you. It might make it difficult to feel like you deserve them to kind of own up to it. You know, we've seen in TV shows and in movies that people can hurt people they're in relationships with and that they have friendships with. They can do hurtful things and then not take responsibility for it and everything will just go back to normal, forgive and forget. It might make it difficult while you're having your own relationships with other people that you are allowed to be like, no, that was hurtful. We can't just forgive and forget. I definitely feel like that could be extremely impactful for people like myself, others. Hey, it's, it's kind of suggesting that communication, like talking to someone, if something's not working out for you or something's not working out for them and they don't have a good way to communicate that it just kind of puts a barrier there so like you don't want to say anything because you're afraid that what you might say just might make it worse or like yeah it just doesn't really make it seem necessary to talk about stuff and that just that overall would negatively affect the situation I think So it creates kind of like a two-fold issue where if you're watching it 
and you are seeing other people doing really hurtful things and then not taking, you know, not dealing with any consequences, not having any consequences, not taking responsibility for their words and their actions and just having it forgiven, forgotten. Maybe it might make someone watching that feel like they can do that. They don't have to take their, you know, any responsibility for anything. But then it also might, on the flip side, when someone has done something that, you know, hurt them, it might make them feel like they don't have room to be like, okay, well, I can't forgive and forget. We have to talk about this. We have to communicate a little bit more. You need to understand why what you did was hurtful and you need to not do it again. And I think that's one of the other things that's a big theme throughout the show is the not doing it again part. So there's this big kind of aspect to abuse bullying, domestic violence, where it's a pattern and that person makes that choice over and over again to continue doing the behaviors that are hurtful to other people. They don't take accountability. They keep making that choice and it's a pattern of behavior. One of the goals of the show is just to point out how some of the things that you don't really think about that are going on in TV shows and movies and different media, if you don't really think about it, it seems funny. It's entertaining. You know, that's what TV shows and movies are for. And we can absolutely still like and appreciate and be entertained by the different TV shows and movies that we're watching. But if you do take a second to make sure that you're checking in and you're thinking about the actual meaning behind things that are happening to make sure that you that's really registering with you, because it does happen a lot where there are TV shows and movies that maybe you watch from when you're really little to all the way up to, you know, adulthood and you watch that consistently. It's it's a show, show that you like. Some of the things that you are watching when you're younger that is kind of going over your head at first, that's still going to impact you. You know, that's still going to impact the way that you think, the way that you see the world, because those are the different things that are being modeled and then the different examples that you have to go off of. But if you look at it again, I find a lot of people will look back at their favorite TV shows, their favorite movies and be like, that's actually really hurtful and harmful. And it really like brings it all into perspective how just looking at it slightly like differently, looking at it through different lenses and kind of just dissecting each individual episode in different ways. It really like you see it completely differently. I'd like to thank Rowan for coming on the show today to have this conversation. We spoke a lot today about power and control in relationships and how unhealthy behaviors, often normalized by media, impact young people in forming and maintaining their own relationships. Join us again next month where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. As mentioned, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for more support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our show at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app.